All right, here we go. It's a, it's a Philly Tea Tuesday. Oh, that sounds good. I like that. I so, do like that. Is this going to be a regular Tuesday thing? Do we just have to move you? What's going So we talked over the weekend that there's some mm-hmm. there's some variants or they're buckling down on COVID <laughs> stuff over there. So how is anything going to affect? Because I thought you were going to be traveling all over the UK. Yeah. Yeah. So I still get to travel because, and I talked to, like, we have this, like, vaccination helpline. I got my first shot. Boom. I don't know if I told you guys that or not. But no. I got Yay. It. Um, so I talked to them and they said that I said, Hey, I'm touring. So I need to move my second vaccination. So after September 1st, I don't get back to September 2nd. He's like, well, you can't do that right now because we're not scheduling out that far. But he says, you're touring. Do you plan on quarantining? And I said, well, I'll only be in the UK. And he's like, well, you're fine. As long as you stay in the country, you'll be fine. So as long as I stay in the UK and I don't go off to like, you know, France or to like Portugal or something like that, then I'll be perfectly fine. Rats. I heard Portugal is really fun. <laughs> it is amazingly fun, and people have been pissed over here because that's like that's their vacation spot. You know, yeah, like, people is. get on a plane and go to Portugal, and it's super cheap, and nobody's been able to go. So, Philip, um, which vaccine did you get? Pfizer. Pfizer. Now, yeah. I think some of the efficacy, its effectiveness, is reduced if you don't yeah. get it like uh, a month out. Not completely, but that's a little disappointing. So. Yeah, I, I seriously, the, the same, I want to say like a couple of days after I scheduled my thing is when I started hearing the reports about that. Um, and here they won't say that. Here they, they still stick with what they had before, but with through America and the CDC, I know that they said that, especially against like a new variant or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So I was really disappointed to hear that, to be honest with you. But at the same time, like as long as I have the records that I got the vaccination, I feel like I should be able to do the things that I want and need to do better. So what we'll would it? What do they give you to identify that you've been vaccinated? The same thing they give everybody. It's a card, and it has, like, my my name on it. It has the date that I came, where I came to get the shot, and what shot it was that I took. Um, but obviously, it's in the system as well. So as long as they know my NHS number, I just give it to them, and they can, like, tell me when I got the shot and everything. Good. Huh. Good, good, good. Um, I don't have anything super local. I have something heavier that I kind of teased yesterday that we can do towards the end of things, but something's kind of gotten going um, on my, my Facebook, and I wanted to throw this out there. Um, Phil, I, Phil, we won't we won't call Barry. It's so funny. When my dad was here mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, he, he, he asks about people he thinks he remembers, and <laughs> I was like, yeah, Philip moved to, to, to London. He's like, Philip. I'm like, you know Philip. <laughs> My dad's like the one, yes, the one that would call you in the morning. That's yeah. My dad, other than for some reason, he has a good memory of Jody. Um, He remembers you very vividly, but mostly because you you guys would speak like once a month. Yeah, if anything, I think Barry remember my voice because I'd be like, "Hey, Barry, this is Philip. I work with Eric," and it was always like the same conversation. She goes, "Are you guys paying me?" And I said, "You get that up with your son. I would just hope to call you." Yeah. Um, so this this morning, I uh, so Phil, you might have heard like young me stories, um, but this morning I was scrolling through Facebook memory stuff, and it was years ago, eleven years ago maybe. Somebody posted my my fourth grade class picture. Um, I went to Anne Frank Elementary the first year I went there. It was Bustleton. Then they changed the name to Anne Frank, um, and I. Some people saw that I posted it, the people that were tagged in it. Some of them probably don't know who I am because my name is different. But I didn't want to be, I don't want to point it out 
too obviously, but there are, like many times I've talked about, there are people of different nationalities in there, um, which again, I was very proud of and I'm, I'm very happy to have experienced as a young kid so I didn't grow up to be a hateful racist. Uh, it's always good when <laughs> you can God. dodge that. Thank God. <laughs> and um, every like handful of months, there's some tweet that I see that said, please post when your first teacher of color was. And oh. I always love being able to shout that first grade, Miss Gooding, and then fourth grade, the picture that's posted, that's Mrs. Jordan. And then fifth grade, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Payton. And... I was always excited to, to talk about that. There's another thing that, that came up that I was talking on Messenger with, with somebody that I, I still know to this day. So you guys ever look back or look people up on the internet, like a real internet search, not Facebook? Yes. Yeah. Like you Google them and then you may go a little bit deeper with like accounts that they may have had and things like that. Yeah. I am the FBI. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yes. <laughs> so... I went down this rabbit hole and there's one, I think I found, there's one teacher I've always wanted to connect with, like for decades. She was the nicest lady. I was a cranky little dick and wasn't a quarter funny as I thought I was. And she treated me like I was an angel and had the patience of a saint. So I found dot Arno at AOL.com. So I emailed Joan.Arno at AOL.com. Like it matched mm-hmm. up. She says she lives in... Zephyr Hills, Florida now, which is Tampa. She lived wait, in Wait, 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 wait. Rewind. You just email out of a whim, like just hoping that it'd be this person and that they still use the same email address at AOL.com. There were only two emails listed. So, and if you're that okay. age, there's a strong chance you've got, you use AOL. So I gave it a shot. You've got mail. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so there's another, and this is where I took the discussion with uh, my friend, Direct Message. I said Hey, you ever see this? And this was the sex offender record of one of our classmates. Oh no! It's well. it's deeper than that, though. Um, so this was in 2001. He was in Arizona, apparently, and I, and I looked it up because I, I just googled his name, and his name showed up. He was some kind of DJ. Ironically, not like that. He had a DJ name. And he was booked to to appear at some comic book event. I know that the similarities are, are weird. This is like, I'm like, Tanny. Yeah, like, <laughs> I am not a sex offender. <laughs> um, two thousand. So he it says you can look this up. The mugshots and everything. He had unlawful contact with a minor. So at this time he was probably 22, 21, 22, 23. I, I don't know when it happened. Sure. And it's very possible. That he got caught up in, she said she was 18, but she was really mm-hmm. 14. However, this dude was a little different. And this is why this 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 kind of hurts. Um, he got teased a lot. He was an awkward kid. And I have some remorse and I'm like, God, I, I hope, you know, the teasing that I was a part of didn't turn this person down a horrific path of being a sex offender and I, I look who knows it was, it was years later and again maybe it was just like one of those horrific mistakes that goes with you for the rest of your life because you needed the CID I don't know but I'm gonna tell you his name and you're gonna be like I get that <laughs> oh <laughs> okay because again he was introverted a little awkward kind of goofy might have like it was fourth grade. 
all kids, like there was stuff coming out of people's nose then, right? Like, hey, you've got some dried snot there. Like, everybody's yeah. weird. Thanks for that visual. <laughs> His name, and again, we're talking like the late 80s here, and kids were ruthless. I, 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 I gave it out, and I got it. Mm-hmm. His name, feel free to look him up, Leslie Shotwell. Uh, Leslie oh. Shotwell. That sounds it's like a name that'll work at headlines really well. That sounds like the name of who's the guy that they thought was the Atlanta bomber but wasn't. What was his name? Oh, he had a documentary like last year, right? And a movie, Richard, yeah. Richard somebody. Yeah, yeah. Richard Jewell. Yes. Yeah. But that like Jewell's kind of, like that that's different. It's unusual, mm-hmm. but it was a boy named Leslie, and <laughs> you guys probably gave him hell for that, didn't you? We were when you're in third and fourth grade, you're learning all the curse words, and if you swapped out one letter in his name, it was Leslie Shitwell, and that went all oh. kinds. Of- <laughs> Eric, <laughs> third grade, you'd be better. <laughs> Poor boy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was an awkward kid. And now, like, I all my friends are awkward. Um, I embrace the, those people. I'm one of them. But I just wonder, like, how far a path we pushed that poor kid down. Like, I mean, Leslie Shotwell, it was, it was pretty ruthless. It was pretty bad. I mean, there's a couple kids that I went to school with. There was one, and I think I might have said this before, there was one boy in our neighborhood that didn't look like all of his, like, he had a couple screws loose and he wasn't much older than me. I want to say like two years older than me and he would walk around and my parents were just a little uncomfortable with like how many times he wanted to come up to the door to like play with me. So that's how young we were, right? <laughs> like he could still walk by himself, but kids would be coming up to the door like, can Alex come outside? And anytime he walked up to the door, it was no, Alex can't come outside. Like, and he, did, he, made, he even made me uncomfortable, right? Something about him. I guess when we found when we got older, like he really did have some developmental delays. And I want to say two or three years ago, he um, was in the headlines for a murder suicide. Like, yeah, like a a murder suicide. And then there was another there's a couple kids that I went to school with um, that have committed like serious crimes, like another kid like lit his baby mom and her friend on fire in the bathtub, like tied them up, lit them on fire and left them there. And then that is some personal shit ran off. Yeah. Like some real serious stuff. And I'm like, Whoa, what happened to you? But you know, um, See, I'm gonna... like you guys really, really make me want to take the time and <laughs> look some to, like, stuff, up. look some people up. <laughs> Because I'm like, none of this happened to me. Like, all my classmates were weird, but we are like, I was probably the one that was bullied when we were younger. Like, I was the one who was teased. And, like, I'm not burning people in bathtubs. So maybe I need to check up on some other folks. Philip, was was oh, this a better story? Was, was this a better story than the I went to school with Kevin Hart? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Eric, this dude looks familiar, actually. Oh, man. He looks super familiar. Um. I mean, Kevin Hart story was, was pretty was pretty funny. We we counted that for a while. Who Where went to school with Kevin Hart? I did. Oh Chase. God. Yep. He looks super familiar. Why does he look so familiar? You, yeah. Uh, shot while drugged and raped her. Okay. Uh, all right. You know what? Okay. Heads up. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
it's he said, she said, he's a sex offender now. But in this article, it says a young. So it wasn't a case of maybe he got the age wrong or she lied. A young woman who was a cosplay guest, 2013 creative video that said, posted a third party use, shot while drugged and raped her in a hotel room during the weekend of the convention. Well, she it. He did it. He done did it. Yeah, he done did it, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't that you guys aren't responsible for that. Nope. Nope. Yeah, that's the, too bad. This is the convention I shared with uh, Alex and Philip. The convention post about like, we didn't know. We wouldn't. So, um, this is, I guess, a uh, like how we treated people as kids. And there's a there's another friend that I have, Philip. She's, uh, well, mm-hmm. Russian, but at that time the Soviet Union was breaking up. So she was from one of the other countries. She does. And we're pretty close now, all things considered, but she doesn't ever let me forget that I, I tormented her, um, yeah. and, and that eats my soul sometimes when she brings it mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. Um, but she, she's like very proud of the, of the work I've done and stuff like that, so um, I I have a lot of remorse for the way I treated certain people when I was growing up, Cause I, and it's no excuse, but I, I was getting it, if not more. Um, I was the young kid on my block, so I got bullied by the older kids, Um. I'm kind of surprised it took this long, and I'm I'm more surprised that there weren't dozens, maybe hundreds of specific examples of Chrissy Teigen attacking people she should not have been attacking. If you guys didn't see, she wrote a very long apology because before she became sassy supermodel on Twitter with the great clapbacks, she was slamming people that really she didn't need to do. Um, she didn't need to, uh, to to send off on those people. She was she had some pretty you know aggressive tweets at people and things like that. Where like you know that you can say something, and when you say something, it's going to bring people to go after this person. And a lot mm-hmm. of these people didn't deserve it. So she kind of abused what she had on social media. But I'm kind of stunned for how she has had a dialogue over the years and things she's tweeted at and said and blah, that that more people haven't dug up, dug up or even made up horrific things that she's done in her past. Because trust me, I know when you have that many thoughts and opinions and you're that, and you're that kind of mouthy, you put them on Twitter and there are plenty of pockmarks that people bring up. But she very, wrote a very long, lengthy apology for basically being a, a, a troll. I've never, I mean, like... I haven't clicked on any of that. I don't even care about her. I know that's so rude. <laughs> Chrissy Teigen, who's she? <laughs> what? <laughs> she needs to go um, back to the fucking Delia's catalogs. Sorry. I feel like I feel like there probably has been people or somebody who has brought up like her past. Because I mean, I don't really. I'm not. I don't really keep up with Twitter or Christy Teigen or any of like the the smack talk that celebrities do because they're all rich and out of my league. But like. I'm pretty sure people have brought it up and said something, but she probably has a really badass PR firm or something that has her back and they just like bury her before it gets out. Mm-hmm. And maybe she just decided, I'm going to stand up for this one. I'm going to take the bullet and say, I was an idiot. I made a mistake, whatever it was. Apparently she so- did. Uh, she's had a lot of awful things. Do you guys remember the name Courtney Stodden? No. She was no. like the, the 16 or 18 year old that married the old guy. Like, oh, I think so. Chrissy Teigen went after her. Uh, the first story you look up, or the first story you get when you look up Chrissy Teigen is designer Michael Costello claims that he had thoughts of suicide after Chrissy Teigen's alleged online abuse. 
So, oh my. so Michael Costello um, has also spoken mm-hmm. up about being like wronged by Kylie Jenner too. Like he speaks up a lot. Actually, I kind of like him. Is he right? I mean, I, I don't know. Um, um, I think Kylie. I think um, I don't know what he <clears throat> just said about Chrissy Teigen, but it's probably along the same lines. Like Ky- the issue with Kylie Jenner was she was wearing his his outfits without giving him credit and having the platform that she has, like she was showing her outfits for the day and not like tagging him in it, I guess. Um, And so he like commented on her stuff and was like, so you're not going to tag me in my dress, (laughs) you know, and I think she got it for free. Like, I also think she got it for free. So I think it wasn't something she just paid. It was something she got for her, like because of who she was. And then she didn't turn around and give him the credit. So that's bad business, but yeah. not necessarily any kind of abuse. But that you, like I, I need to. I don't want to speak in too much detail because I don't know the details or the specific tweets. Because you really gotta, you really gotta see this stuff and see and, and try to guess how somebody might have interpreted it. But uh, mm-hmm. people like this, they can as much as mobs come after them, they can send their mobs after other people. Isn't isn't that what the beehive exists for? Like any any kind of slight against Beyonce, Listen. they get some kind of email and flip on the internet and go after people. Demi Lovato the- in that Froyo place. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Tell I me. think like between the beehive and like what is it, the barbs, the barbies out here, the beebs, the beavers, like yeah, like these fan groups, if you give them a good reason, they go full in. So do we know anybody that identifies as like a a bee? Like, do we know anyone that identifies as like a little monster or something? I have never in my life met somebody like they always refer to these fan groups. And I'm like, where are they? Do they exist? Like, where are they? Like, for a while, I thought I was a part of the beehive. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought I was <laughs> a part of it. But I thought and then I realized what the actual like initiation is for that or like being a part of that group is. And I was like, oh my I'm God. good. Like, I'm just not about that life. So I'll stay on the sidelines. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I'll be in the nosebleed. I, I think Floyd was getting initiation into that. And I, I feel partly responsible because I'm the one that got him into Twitter. And we all know that he would he would... He'd tussle with some people at times, but um, Twitter's a hell of a drug. To, no. to both of your points, a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I tweeted. I was like, I've never actually come across like a human living BTS fan. And then the most surprising people in the world were like, I actually really like their songs, Vinny and Chuck from the Group Home. And I'm like, okay. And there's a difference between liking their songs and being part of the obsessive fan base. Right. But all right, I get it. There's a girl I, I follow on TikTok that's an obsessed BTS fan. That's See, it. I don't, I don't know anybody who's a fan of BTS, but I don't know who Chuck is from the group home, but I especially did not expect Vinny to be a BTS fan by any means. So that is a huge shocker. Yeah. I, like, I like some of their songs, but Thomas um, had a good laugh about them once, and he's like, who is she? I was like, that's the dude from BTS. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, Daddy hates him. He's, Daddy thinks they all look alike. And he's like, how old are they? And I was like, I don't know, but that's that's their their manufacturer. 20? Like they go they go to this school, this this academy to be like these K pop stars. So when they age out or they can't do something, they just swap out for another yes. one. Yes, yes. So, I'm trying to think of a good analogy to that, but that those are the mechanics of it. Like I like Russian gymnasts. Basically, is, is that terrible? Did I just say something really offensive? Somebody help me. 
somebody help me. That's not offensive. You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> how about like how about like how how uh, owners and executives have begun to treat athletes and employees? Like once you're no longer valuable because you've aged out, or someone else has a better skill set and they get a better skill set and they can pay them less, they bump you out and move the next one in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly how that goes. Bye-bye. There you go, um, Philip. Uh, if <laughs> Alex, I'm sure you don't know, but you will now. Um, we're about four full day or three full days into the Euro, which is arguably the biggest soccer tournament on the planet. Oh it, 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 it's probably behind the World Cup, but this is a huge deal where our friend lives. And Philip, have you already experienced some soccer hooliganism? So much. So I'm trying to remember right now where Daddy and I were. We were either we were we were walking to go see a movie or we were like going somewhere else. But anyway, there is this main street that's by a shopping complex. It's called Angel. And we were on the other side of it. And there was this pub with the doors open. They don't have windows, just the doors open. And something must have happened during this Euro Cup. And when I tell you, like, you would have thought you were in the middle of a football stadium. These people in this bar cheered. They were banging on tables. Like, it was, I felt attacked and aggressed across the street, like far across the street <laughs> from what they were doing. And I was like, this is why I would never in my life step foot in a pub during these football games because they're nuts. So they make fun of us here. They make fun of Americans. Excuse me, let me be specific. They make fun of Americans in England because we have so many American flags. Like wherever you turn, there's somebody with an American flag in their front yard, outside the school, whatever the case <laughs> may be. On their t-shirt. <laughs> right, yeah. And they, and they think it's so ridiculous that we do that. I tell you what, I have seen so many England flags pop up, especially in our neighborhood over the past week and a half. I yeah. feel like I'm not sure if I should be afraid because of the color of my skin. Like, it, it's real. So, like... <laughs> It's, it's a crazy situation. So also, I was, went today to go see an art installation that was at Tower Bridge. Essentially, what they did is they closed the bridge down, which I'm sure pissed off all the motorists. But they closed the bridge down, and on the pavement of the drawbridge, they put, like, a bunch of faces of, like, people from the U.K. to basically represent, like, us being a part of the Euro Cup, whatever the case may be, blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to go see it and take a picture of it and, like, just kind of check it out. Well, they took it down. And that was fine. But as I was leaving Tower Bridge, I was walking towards London Bridge and they have this massive festival in the middle of what typically is just like a sitting spot for people. And I don't know what's going on festival because they have it blocked off. Like it has this huge, like three, I think, huge screens where they show the games, wherever the case may be. Like, I don't even know how the game works, like if it's a bracket or what the case may be. But there was this man on the stage in the middle of the day playing... uh, Living Ricky La Vida Loca. Yes, did you see that? You see <laughs> yes, post? I saw your Snapchat. I was saw your so Instagram. Like, first of all, I'm walking through London, and the last thing I need to fucking hear is some English man singing La Vida Loca at a bad tempo, just playing his guitar when nobody's fucking listening to you. I was like, this this Euro Cup situation is a mess. So, everybody, I mean, not everybody's loving it, but like, you know, the straight white boys are loving it. The drunkenness is a mess. We were leaving dinner Sunday night and we were walking home and we weren't too far and we saw like these six or seven and I was straight up called them lads because they, they were lads, lads and they were drunk and they had their beer bottles in their hand and they were slurring and they were singing this song and I didn't know what the song was or what it meant and Danny's like those songs are really really racist and I say what do you mean? He goes essentially they're just like traditional songs that football clubs have and they would, they would sing them but it's basically reformed around like uh, like England and being a superpower and not needing like 
you know, colors or whatever the case may be. Like they were singing these songs and I wasn't paying them any attention whatsoever because I just, I didn't need that. I didn't need that, that smoke in my life. Like just stay on your side of the street. But yeah, so apparently it's going well. I don't know if they won or if they lost, but people here I, are loving it. I think they tied the other day. I'm not sure. And then some dude almost died during the first game of the tournament. Like he was literally dead yeah, for a couple of beats. I saw that. Yeah. And, and then the story turned from sympathy to the motherfucker didn't take the COVID vaccination. <laughs> <laughs> so do we think that like some of their sports are tied to racism? Like, American sports and racism, I feel, I mean, like, other than like Colin, so, Colin Kaepernick, like, I, because there's so many black people embedded in all of our, yeah. like, well, the major sports, you know, is that the same thing I, there or is I it different? It's, so it's different here because in America, your fan base isn't necessarily racist. Your organization is racist. Whereas in here, the organizations are trying to change that because they realize the players will stop playing because the fans are treating them so poorly. Like fans will say mean they'll chant mean things in the stands. They'll throw stuff at them. Like they oh, no. literally they, they call it they call it some guy like a monkey something or another. Um and like the players, the players, not this specific player, but the other players are like, we're done. And they just like walked off the field. Did you guys So it was the same thing with the the this weekend with players who took a knee. Um mm-hmm. cause they took a knee during some of the national anthem or the game. Uh, this weekend as well, and people like were booing them. The same players who came to these games to cheer them on were the same mm-hmm. ones who were booing them because they were taking a knee. So it's not so much here the organization; it's more so the fans, and mm. it's dangerous mm. because the fans become very violent. So I just sent you guys the uh, the meme that I posted earlier today, and that's that's it's from the Euro because apparently what this was was. Something racist was happening. The one guy tried to say something back, and then his teammate, like, literally shut his mouth so he yeah. wouldn't get carded or anything. But, that. yeah, it's it's wild with the mm-hmm. amount of racism and, and the horrific yeah. things that come from um, the fans. It's And, it's and I mean, like, I can't say that, like, the clubs here aren't necessarily doing all they can. You know what I mean? Because if they were, then it wouldn't be such a strong thing anymore. But... I mean, really, a lot of it comes from the fans, from what I see and what I understand. And even like last year, there was a game that happened in Manchester, and I forget what game it was specifically, but there are these two boys. One of them was brown, one of them was black. And they happened to say something to, no, they had on they had on jerseys of an opposing team, and they were in a pub, and they kind of got into it with somebody. You know how like you trash talk when you're like fans of a different team? Apparently, like that's how it started, according to some witnesses that were around there. And then it escalated to literally like this mob of people in this pub chasing these kids oh, no. out and, and cornering them by a dumpster to where when the police showed up, the police had to like could like control this crowd. They were throwing stuff at them and calling them names. And I was just like, that is extreme like way too much sports fans may be the best example of a microcosm and a tiny fraction minority of the larger population being way too problematic um I'm trying to look for a video because so few people can cause so much damage yeah, and that's the thing too. Like these stadiums are massive. Like, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric. But like the stadiums for football here are larger than the American football stadiums. Some yes. of them, and they the, they pack them like they the pack stadium, them ridiculously. 
I was in Go the ahead. soccer stadium in Edinburgh and it was like, I, I was so high up that the wind, like I had to be careful when I stood up because it was so <laughs> steep. And like, yeah. we were so high up that it was like 10 degrees colder. And the, the, like, I just had to be careful standing up and walking down the stairs. Cause I, <laughs> I would not have survived. <laughs> but it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. But then the one thing that I noticed is the stadium itself. It was shit. Like, our oh, stadiums yeah. are like uh, entertainment centers, like like just mm-hmm. entertainment everywhere. It's Shops, just, it's just, games. It's just a bowl. It's just some. It's literally a bowl with some stairs yep. and a couple yep. um, concession areas, and like that's what you get. Like I will never, you know, like I try in America. Like I'll try with football and I'll try with basketball, like American football and basketball in America, because I have friends and family who watches and understands and gets down with it so i'll definitely try when i'm home but here i will never try like i will never try to get into any kind of major sports because of how they behave yeah and even when it's just like my team's number one i'm too literal for that nonsense i just sent you guys a video of some dude it was a monday night football game uh, eagles and giants and some dude was walking back to the train mouthing off and just got knocked out just got like knocked out like i I can't only well i guess with politics over the last five years this has become more of a thing but for sports for decades this has always been a thing my team your team this player that player there was just something the other night that was uh making the rounds because there was a fight in denver phoenix beat the nuggets um phoenix swept the nuggets in four games a denver fan and a phoenix fan were pushing back and forth Mm mm-hmm the Denver fan, I think, threw a punch. The Phoenix guy beat him up and then said, Sons in four! And it, it became a viral thing. But, like, nowhere, like, you don't go to, like, a... God. You don't go to, like, a, a Drake show and go, One dance is better than headlines! And then, like, all of a sudden, a, a brawl breaks out. Like, that like, whole situation that you just sent us in that video was completely unnecessary. Like, why? Like, why did that even have to happen? Right. Like some people in these situations would rather have their 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 mothers insulted than their teams, and it's it's unimaginable, and it's one of the reasons I've distanced myself from following sports. But Philip, you are in the cauldron of it right now, and um, Alex, good I'm luck. I'm keeping an eye on Scotland for our our good friend <laughs> Bill Berry um, and Karis. Karis, yep, yep. I think Scotland lost the other day, so they'll play again in a couple more days. But, Philip, I think, as we talked about last week, England's pretty good. So enjoy this, and uh, I would stay away from the pubs because even if somebody's not watching an England game, someone inevitably inevitably will be watching, like, Croatia and Denmark and losing their mind. It's like, so there are even gay pubs here that, that, like, show it, and apparently it's supposed to be, like, a little bit more relaxed there. Um, So I was told by somebody who goes (laughs) Uh, to watch this. Exactly. Uh, no. Oh, almost said a bad word. These homos, they turn the blank up. Like, let, like, I saw a video of one of the places that's in South London where, like, all the homos hang out at. And when I tell you, like, it was, it, it like, you couldn't even tell the difference. Like, it was absolutely ridiculous. Like, beer flinging, like, cheering, and then, like, just drunken nonsense. So I'm just like, I'm good on football. And I'm in, in, in London, I'm good. You can take the, uh... <clears throat> You can take the rainbow out of the homo, but you can't take the soccer out of the UK homo, right? I, I guess. Whatever they like. I love it. It's fine. It's in their DNA. 
such a thing. And I tell you, it's really honestly, the England flags are the things that are the most uncomfortable because like places that I've been walking for the past like year, and I've never seen this before, like they're literally everywhere. And if you like, it's not, it's not the flag that intimidates me or it's not the flag that, that, that puts any kind of fear in me. It's the fact that like these people are just like kind of sprinkled in and you know that these kind of people at any time are liable to like, mm-hmm. you know, be that guy. You know what I mean? So, um, but we do it here. Like Philip, do you remember, um, when the U S made the world cup in 2014, um, the ballpark was open and there was a couple of thousand people there. So people here do get amped up for some of that stuff. Not like there for soccer or football or whatever you, your brain has made you call it now, but some of that stuff happens here. Um, maybe during, maybe not during the Olympics or whatever, but some of the, you know, you see some American flags. If, if some, some cause starts happening athletically. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess it's just, it's a it's a similarity thing. Like if I was in Toledo and it was happening, like I would still feel because I've been there for so long. I would still feel a sense of like I can mind my own business, stay in my lane. I'm aware of the situation, but like here, I just I don't have that yet. You know what I mean? Like I don't have that that sense of okay. Like I know where I know how bad this can get, so I know where I'm safe, where I'm not safe. Like I could just be in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Like when those lads walked across the street from us and they saw two men walking down the street holding hands they could have kicked off at that point in time that's and right. i mean like i was down like that's fine like there's five of them but i'm just like i'm down i saw two beer bottles in the street weapons bam let's get it like i i was like if this has to go down like it will but at the same time you just never know so I you're wanna... saying like the flag itself during like this season represents something different for you like it's more of like you then proceed with caution I do because I I feel like that is again like and I say lats like I'm not saying it's a derogatory thing but kind of sort of right. I am like you are somebody who is is you, you you could be a threat at some point in time because of your views or because of how you see things and I just you know I steer clear of that because I don't know you when you say you, lad uh, when you say lad the the context that it comes out at it comes out as like um. Hey, Trumper, bro, or, or, <laughs> yes. douche, or douchebag. I was thinking right. the same like, thing. It's it's somebody that you would see wearing a Make America Great Again hat at Tin Can. Like, that's exactly what it is. Somebody who could be a loose cat at any given time. They probably drink right. too much, so they feel good about themselves, you know? But what, so. it, what it reminds me of, and we <clears> know this because we've seen this, um, Eric, you and I probably... Like when Trump was off the heels of doing, and I'm not going to get too political, but when he would be off the heels of doing something really like racist or inappropriate or doing something very awful, and then the flags go out, like, and then like the Trump flags are out. So you like my neighbor that I've driven past four times hasn't had Trump anything anywhere. And now today, after he does something really awful, after there was an insurrection at the Capitol, here comes all the Trump gear. Like that's letting me know do you're it. doing that intentionally. Exactly. You know, you know what I mean? Like you're even more of a dickhead because of yeah, what you're doing exactly. or, or a bell end or but whatever you call it. Like because of that. It's, it's so comparable to sports. Like, okay. Yeah. So yes, it is. Like you've seen, you've seen more Brown stuff in the last two years, especially the last year than you have seen in a long, long time because that casual fan is coming out of the closet. Because the Steelers are shit now, and so the Browns can beat them. I agree. I agree. And I hate. 
I, but I also really don't love, like I'm a Cavs fan and I'm an Indians fan. I don't follow it like avidly, but I support them. In my timeline, there are people who will like love the Cavs one day and dog the hell out of them the next day because they lost in like a really terrible way. It's like, what kind of fan are you? Like, okay, your right. team didn't do well. Like, calm down. You don't have to insult them and their family and the spiders in their house. Like, calm down. Um, sports fans just really get me and Trumpers. Sorry, it, I might know, as well add that. <laughs> It's funny that that you bring up like when Trump would do something really aggressive or something that that makes the news cycle. And thank God we've gotten away from that. And somebody all of a sudden puts that red hat on after they put it away. You know, if this happens again, I'm going to call them a fair weather Trump fan. Like support your person all the time. You you can wear that thing all the time. You don't just need an insurrection to wear that. Be proud of your asshole dude. Exactly. Um. Okay, gory political stuff now. Gory social stuff. Okay. So, um, I tweeted some of this stuff, and to be quite frank, I have a very superficial understanding of of what this is, but this sounds like yet another thing that um, is being used in a derogatory way where the only people who say the word woke are people who don't want anything to do with that and they they use it almost like not as a slur but in a pejorative way and i saw this great tweet last week that made all the sense in the world and the dude was like i think there are more people upset at critical race theory being taught than there are actual people teaching critical race theory and i saw a, a, a black woman teacher in something in the last couple days she's like it's not like we walk in there and go, okay, kids, it's critical race day. And <laughs> I'm, I'm very, and I don't know where this is going, and I don't even want to go into the weeds of this because for someone to try to put a label on what is history, I have a severe problem with, and I go back to me being a kid, and maybe it was just a product of a, a diverse Philadelphia public school system, and. You're not taught the horrors of certain things, but when I'm in fourth grade, when I'm in seventh grade, I knew that slavery was a massive problem in this country. Um, and then you learn more and more about it and the layers of it and the effects of it as you get older and older. But I like that stuff is history. It happened. And critical race theory, like, again, it's using it. It sounds like it's being used in a pejorative way by people who want to weaponize it in the same way that like defund the police got away from people who had a really good idea like no we don't want to necessarily like take money away from police officers we want to reallocate things and make this a better situation for everybody but one side decided decided to weaponize those words and yeah. get people all ruffled like you're gonna take money away how will the police defend themselves whoa 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 and i don't know if anything needs to be taught differently in in public schools, wherever, because, and again, maybe I'm a bad example and I don't know what, what's being taught now, but I learned about slavery and racism and I, I thankfully I was in some, some gifted classes when I was a little boy and they taught us about the, the, I had to read Huckleberry Finn and they explained the N word and the background of all that. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that type of education. I- I think like in public schools, because I went to public schools so, until I got to Central Catholic. So in public schools, you definitely get taught all those things. You read those stories and there's like certain lines. I think that I only had from elementary, like from K to what is it? Seventh grade, eighth grade. I probably had like a total of like seven black teachers. 
Um, one was a music teacher. She taught us about, you know, Kwanzaa and Kuchichagalia and self-determination, all that good stuff. Um, but what we were never taught was the fact that, you know, how highways were built to separate uh, communities mm-hmm. and how it was how voting was made difficult for black people and how they had laws against like we weren't necessarily taught those things. I think that's more so what like that's supposed to be is to have a more broad focus on what happened in the country and how we as a country, well, how these people in power in the country made it difficult for black people to aspire to be what they always said they were going to be, what the white people said they were going to be. Uh, so, I mean, like, it's it's difficult. Like, I'm not sure that things need to be taught differently. And I'm not sure too many people, honestly, like, steered away from teaching about things of questions were asked. But I think it was people were upset because they were saying, well, we need to have this in the curriculum in public schools. Like, you need to, you need to do it. You need to spend time on it. And that's where they, like, got pissed off, which doesn't make sense to me because it's a part of American history. Alex, needs I'll, to be taught. I'll let you jump in. And I just, I mean, I just want to say three things. And, and granted... <laughs> Different education for different levels and, and, and stuff like that, but that's what happened. What do you mean? What What do you mean? Like what Philip just said mm-hmm. and how racism got really, 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 really bad in the South after the Civil War and during Reconstruction mm-hmm. and gerrymandering and keeping black. And yeah. I think one of the greatest mass murders in our country was sometime during Reconstruction, I want to say somewhere in Louisiana, where uh, some some white folk just mowed down a bunch of black people in cold blood. And this was after the <coughs> Civil War amendments. And I get it. Like, you don't need to teach a fourth grader that. But you need to, to plant the seeds of just how bad certain things were. And then as you matriculate yeah. and get older, and you can deal with more complex ideas. But, like, I, I have a problem with teaching things that are too high of a level for too young of a brain. But again, right. that's... What happened? So they don't, but the, I think one of the challenges about this is also like if committing to learning, like just how deep racism went, like we learn about racism on the surface. Like right. as when I was younger, like I just thought the racist you had to worry about were the KKK, you know, mm-hmm. and the white people that were yelling at you. I didn't know mm-hmm. anything about how the banks operated when it comes mm-hmm. to racism. I didn't know anything about like just how deep it went. I didn't know anything about the heckling, how dangerous it was. I didn't know what a sundown town was. I didn't know about <laughs> any of that stuff. And I had to learn like on my own over time. And I think that those are the gaps that like critical race education is going to teach. Eric, the same thing I said yesterday, there are tons of people that just think black people don't swim, but you, you don't understand why that there's a gap, there's a gap there. And then once it's explained, it's like, even in 2021, somebody can go, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. They look at you, they go, that's fucked up. And I'm like, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it, but the problem, but like for like to, to get to my point, if you teach, if you continue to educate in this way, it is going to make you like, a certain group of people feel a whole lot worse. And it's like, that is not, but that can't be the reason that we don't teach it. Because Wait, it's who like, would feel worse? White people. You said a whole lot worse, so I thought you might make, you're going to relive painful things for black community. You need, to, no. you need to get people to understand their history. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's exactly. like, it's not, 
I, you know, I mean, I have a, ch there's people I know to this day that still get offended when I talk about things like this as if I'm talking about them. And it's like, get over yourself. I'm not yeah. talking about you. And the fact that I'm informing you of something factual that actually happened does not mean that you get to ignore it, brush it off or pretend like it didn't happen. There are still things, there are still effects that we experience each day that come from decades ago when our ancestors and our and our like descendants were like brutalized and yeah. you know subjected to pain and racism and all of that stuff like the ghettos we could explain how that happened redlining all of that yes. how the banks looked you know, at black people like schools have this thing in, in america schools have this thing to where they only give you the information that they feel you need to get by and when i say right. get by it's like they don't teach you financial stuff like I got into probably like my junior senior year of high school and I was upset because I realized that nobody ever taught me how to balance a checkbook. Nobody ever taught me how a mortgage to a house works or how or how owning land works. Nobody ever taught me how to like make myself profitable. Like I have to learn that I need to know yeah. these things and then turn around and figure out how to do them. And because the education system doesn't set you up for those things because they don't they, they don't want everybody to have the keys. Wait, you know what I mean? They want to give you that, Go that ahead. that's a different discussion because it I, is. I don't disagree, and there there are some emotional and psychological skills. But it also that, comes back around to like the 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 race of situation. Like they're not going to teach everybody about this because they don't want you to have the keys. Like well, they they don't want it's it's just the same thing. It's a revolving door over and over. I think a lot of people of a lot of backgrounds could could <laughs> make that same gripe, and they're not wrong. Although when it when it does come to to memes being helpful. Even if you high school kids were taught about how to balance a checkbook, you still would have been asleep anyway, just like you were during the rest of the classes. <laughs> and I, I mean, you I, may not be wrong, but the option would be nice. And some of, the, <laughs> and some of those things are getting better. Uh, Alex, our, our friend Kelsey Jordan is is taking up some of that and, and, a, and a big oh. advocate to teach uh, kids differently. Like, that's a whole civilization thing outside of racism. But, but you're right. Um, the, the black kids and kids of color have a lower starting point when they mm -hmm. don't learn those things because maybe their dad is an accountant. And then you can trace that back to where there might have been some major race differences. And again, I, I am not opposed to anything you guys have said. I like to equate it to, um, I guess, geometry. Or So you learn shapes when you're in kindergarten, right? Right. Sure. And then in 10th grade, I need to sell Acme coupon books to get through geometry because I just didn't fucking <laughs> understand it. Um, I, I We should teach all this stuff. We like we should teach. We should probably we should start with like being more balanced about Columbus. Like he discovered. Well, I wouldn't even use discovered anymore. He accidentally made it over here. And then right. as kids matriculate through school, learn the more complex concepts and give them the critical thinking skills to, look, you don't have to hate America. You don't have to hate white people. And I would never begrudge anyone, certainly, of uh, who is an African-American from having that hate. But mm -hmm. you don't have to hate it. But more people who aren't those people need to understand it. And that's why I remember yeah. Floyd told me a couple of when we were doing the pandemic and I, I was telling Floyd, um, and I was walking, everybody was doing a lot more walking outside. I'm like, Floyd, I feel some white guilt when I see my black neighbors. I'm so glad that they waved to me and asked me how I'm doing and are you staying healthy? 
And he's like, you don't need to have that. He's like, I understand why you have that, but you don't need to have that. And you know mm-hmm. what? I still have that because I could never begrudge a black person in this country if they trace their lineage back somewhere some on along the line. Something awful happened to them because of a, a group of whites. And you know what? I happen to be white, so there is some guilt in my hands. And I'll never get rid of it because you know what? I have empathy. It, like you really yeah. do like it just ask like and and you know what I mean like just get to a point where you ask a question to a black person to try to understand like what hard they will I guarantee they will be able to explain to you hardships that they had experienced that had to do with I mean I even had to teach Thomas at one point he had no idea I think we talked about this um we, we somehow always talk about this on the podcast at one point or another but when Thomas lived in Detroit before I met him he had his license suspended for a period of time he got tickets we were dealing with it as he was applying for a police officer here in Toledo because he couldn't afford his insurance his insurance was as high as it was because he lived in the ghetto in Detroit and because he lived in those bad neighborhoods his yep. car insurance was more expensive so he couldn't yep. afford it so he didn't get it so he had to go to work he had to take his sisters to school he had to do all of these things he got in trouble had to pay for it that's a that's a reflection of oppression and he's like yes. he would we had that conversation because he said something and i was like you do know you have been oppressed right He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. well, <laughs> like, you know, let <laughs> me pull out my reading glasses. Right. <laughs> like, you're, you're so right. And I'm glad you walked through all of that because hopefully that visualized for people. that Okay. One of those things, but they're all tied together. And mm-hmm. it's a cycle of, mm-hmm. of endless ways that, that yeah. people are oppressed. And that's why I am so glad like the city has been on fire in a good yeah. way over the last handful of months. Bethany was it's excited to talk about TSA doing drum activities all across yeah. the city parks. Yeah. I just read another thing today that said the city, if you live in certain neighborhoods, can give you a down payment for a home so you can begin to start some generational wealth. So yell at the mayor for Alex, Buckeye yeah. all you want, but... There are some real steps being made here, and the mayor and city council are doing it because there are black people who have been given voices to do that, and we need more of that across the country. But Alex, your example is perfect, and even when I was a kid, I would look at things when i drive to Temple and be in North Philly, the worst, most dangerous neighborhood in the city, and I'm like, man, this is the ghetto. I don't ever want to be here, but I didn't understand how that ghetto was created, and look, some people, regardless of the color of your skin or background, are going to fuck their own lives up. Yeah. But um, there are some people who are set back farther and have more adversity in front of them, and maybe it leads them down that path a little bit quicker. And a lot of those people have, have dark skin, and it sucks because the white people in this country created it centuries ago, and not enough people now are doing things about it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's rough. It really is. It, it is rough, and it's just... Um, I, I have a hard time when people try to pretend like it doesn't exist. I also have a hard time when somebody like when when people get upset when we have the conversation, it's like you want to pretend like it doesn't exist and then you won't allow us any spaces to educate other people, educate ourselves because we also need to learn of all the ways that so we can move forward. It, not even so we can like join a, a, a protest to fight the patriarchy or whatever, mm-hmm. just so that we know, so we can see things moving forward and know how to navigate the world that we're living in better. Like, I know that's we want, it. I know we want to move on, but I have to say, there was a meme I saw today, and there was this guy, and I forget his name, but he's like some famous right wing, whatever. And he was talking about how he was watching regular TV a lot more nowadays. And he has not seen 
a single white male in any of the advertisements that have been going on mm. and how they have not been in stuff for because you know single white people don't care about cars or finances or you know sham wows or anything blah 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 and underneath the comment it said at regina george from mean girls and it said so you do agree representation matters <laughs> and it like it blew my mind because it's, it's little stuff like that like we're not trying to be better than you we're not trying to like surpass you we just right. need to understand that like the shit's happening and it sucks and nobody's paying attention to it we're not trying to take anything from you honestly we're not we just want to live our life and like we just want to be equal for the most part we don't want to be treated sure. like freaking animals so yeah representation sure. matters and it Phil- needs to be seen philip can we can we make a, a deal what's that if we can end racism at some point in our lifetimes where you're still able to physically do things, uh-huh. will you swim a lap in a pool? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can swim in a pool. I just can't tread water. Like, don't tread on me because I'm dry. But, like, yeah, I, I, can, I can swim back and forth. I said, to, I said to Alex yesterday, I think Philip would actually rather be in a carnival of clowns than in a pool. Listen, I tell you what. If somebody looked at me and said, Philip, tomorrow morning you will wake up and racism will be completely annihilated. Systematic racism, racism, and any of the Western world will be completely annihilated if you can swim in this pool back and forth full of clowns. Guess what? I'm going to swim in that motherfucking pool. I'm going to hit that pool hard as hell. I am about it. Like a haunted house, but in a pool. Listen, listen, I'm going to be in that pool screwing my little face off, but I'm going to make it. Philip, somebody messaged me a couple weeks ago who who was one of the clowns that did that to you, and I I didn't recognize him. I didn't... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was some that was some wild stuff. I still remember that day. I remember, I remember seeing stars, literally. Like, I just blacked out, and I asked the what person happened? to pass out. Philip, oh, do you... you don't know. Listen. Oh. I forget when it was, or it wasn't even around Halloween, I don't think, but... Yeah, it um, was. It was like 2015 or 2016. It was a long time ago, and I think I came in, I was hungover. That doesn't matter, to be honest with you. That's probably like every day, but I came in, and we were going back and forth, and I was answering phones, and Eric told me over the comm after we went to break, he's like, hey... Chris Proctor did X, Y, and Z he, in the station vehicle. I need you to go out and get it before Goldberg sees it because he'll be pissed. And I said, why is it my responsibility to go get it? I didn't do it. Like, I put my shit away when I'm done. He's like, right. can you please just go do it? Chris messaged me. I got to deal with this. And I said, yeah, whatever. So I walk my happy ass out there. Mind you, Dee and Megan have already gone outside to smoke their cigarettes. And nobody told me anything. So I walk out there. And I think I, like, hit Megan's cigarette. And she's on her phone. Her and Demetrius are talking. And I walk to the car with the keys. I'm talking to them and I'm laughing. And I pop the, the trunk of this SUV, this, this Dodge Ram that we have or something. And when I pop it, Alex, these fucking clowns came rolling out the back of this truck. And they came Real out ones? the side. They came, yes, yeah. they came rolling out the side of the doors. And they all just like came at me laughing. And I remember just like falling back and everything going black. Oh, and I saw honey. stars. Are you afraid of clowns? I am terrified of clowns. Oh like, no. I, I was <laughs> so mad. And they reported, they, they Facebook Live did. Luckily, the Facebook Live skipped though, and it didn't get all of it. But like, I was so mad like my heart was in my throat for the rest of the day like i was just i was terrified oh, that was probably Jesus. like the worst morning that i had ever had there and i <laughs> just said like i just shame on you all <laughs> i've never in my life passed out before and that the closest i've ever came because like things went black 
I didn't know mm-hmm. what to do, like to you run or feel to swing. anything. No, I, I like, you know, like you know, like the first time a dog ever chases you that you don't know, and your legs uh-huh. go real noodly. Like my whole body went like noodly, and I was like, I don't know what to do. And then, like, I hit the floor. I saw stars. They were recording. They were laughing. Everybody had a great laugh at, at it. But I thought I was dying. So, so the, the lesson here is, if it comes down to Philip defeating clowns to end racism, the clowns are likely to win and put your. <laughs> Put your hopes elsewhere. Uh, do you, oh you, didn't God. they used to make you run while you were drunk, too? Oh, my God. I got really sick from that. I think I got alcohol poisoning, and I was dating Mitchell at the time. He left me home for the weekend to go cheat on me, which I now know. But, yeah, so we did this thing called Spirit Sprints, and um, there was probably, like, a 100-meter of sidewalk right in front of the station. And we mm-hmm. did it, like, three weekends. We did, like, three Fridays in a row, and I was okay with it because it was, like, vodka, it was tequila, and it was, like, whiskey. But then one day, you know, lovingly, Megan decided to bring 100 proof Captain Morgan. Oh. And I said, you know what? I'm a man up. I'm going to get this done. Like, I'm good with this. I'm good with this. Because, like, number one, I'm probably going to go drinking after the show anyway because it's Friday and I have nothing else to do. My work is done. So I was like, I got this. I, I, did, I did 400 meters. So I take a shot. I sprint, take a shot, sprint back, take a shot, sprint, take a shot, sprint back. And they time to see how fast I can go because I used to run sprints. And I got done, I felt fine. But like, as like the hours went on, like, I got sicker and sicker. I went home, I think I threw up a couple of times. I was in the, fe- the like fetal position for most of the weekend. I didn't eat very much. Like I thought I was gonna die. And Mitchell at the time just like left me there, which again, I found out later on, he went to go meet some guy at a hotel. So that was great. That was a great weekend. Alex, they were, they were <laughs> awful. They did awful things to people and mistreated interns and part-timers mm-hmm. and it, it hurt my soul. That's why I was so averse. That's why I was so averse to uh, wanting to to do that. Didn't what did they have Rodney lick? No, they had D. He had to lick Rodney. No, I there was, believe. No, there was a Rodney. I, think I heard had, this story. A toilet, right? A toilet, and <gasps> then, and then I, I believe know. they did the mystery box, and Rodney had to touch like a cyst of Demetrius's. <laughs> oh. We did so many things that were completely unnecessarily, but like. We all we all agreed and we knew what was like going on. But we just basically tried to like freaking gross each other out. And then whenever we got new people, we basically ran them off by doing the same things. Oh my god! They just handle it. They oh my know. goodness! They made me put my finger in Scott Sands's belly button. Ew! That was great because Scott he had his show right across the hall from us, and literally we had him come over, and we had to do it really really fast because he was a commercial break. It went down really really well. I think you just smelled your finger afterwards, didn't you? Isn't that the most common body part people don't clean? I would I say mean, yes. Scott, he has an inning. He's a big guy. So oh! Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure that was really loud. But ooh. you know what I enjoyed the most about that since we're reminiscing? I enjoyed doing my tartar bus, the tartar station. Remember oh, I used to go God. there? Yes. Remember that woman that I used to talk to? <laughs> I forget her name, but she was the absolute worst, and she would never leave me alone. Like if I had T-shirts or something, she was always there. I do remember. Oh her. my god, but she, she was gold on the radio. She was, but it was a pain in my butt. But like going to Tar Station was always fun because we got the most outrageous people. Going out in the street was always a good time because people were oppressed and they had to get a bus downtown. And you know what? If not for slavery, we'd have, we'd, we'd have different people there, right? <laughs> no, nah, not in Toledo. Like I mean, oh my God. that was just an interesting place to be. There was a homeless guy who was taking a poop in the corner once. 
Ajante didn't like that very much. <laughs> oh God. Have you spoken to her recently? I haven't. Have you? She she hates her life. Like I, uh, that woman, you know. I never believed that anybody really wanted to get knocked up by an NBA player, but she really needed to make that happen because her and working is just not a good partnership. Is you know she knocked up is? by an NBA player? No, no. She would She'll figure it out. Soon, she would be in heavy, me. but she was working at like stock X up in Detroit. Now she's at the art museum. Um, she's well, had stock a lot X of was, jobs. Stock X was ran by some friends of ours that we worked with at Apple. And that's why she went up there and she had a great time at first. So I don't know what happened, but Literally, like, I mean, she, she is so smart. She was so intelligent. But what she wants is what we had at the station. She just wants to have fun all the time. Oh. Not, like, have the work and still get paid. And I said, like, that, <laughs> What's that? that's great and that's fine, right? <laughs> but, like, after, like, I worked at the station for the show. And I think when I actually first started working, um, I was an intern. And then when I actually started getting paid to be there, which was, like, a few months in, um, I actually had to start doing work. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, like there's something behind this. And the work kept piling on and on and on. I was like, well, I have to take the good with the bad. Like I have to play hard, I have to work hard. Um, and I found that balance working at the station. But I think she just wants to play hard part, which I did. Like I completely get that. But you got to become like a Kardashian if that's what you want in your life. Could so. be nice to get knocked up by a football player, though. I don't, th- I don't think it's la- I la- think for, so. la- for lack of trying on her part. Oh, by no means. Like she's super smart. Like she's smart yeah. and like... She- I think also, like, she butts ass with people very easily. Yeah. And, like, she's not one to, like, just back down and be like, oh, okay. Like, she has questions. Her questions need answers. And I dig it. That's why I think I always got along with her. Because she was like, Philip, I don't understand this. I said, well, that's just the way it is. She goes, but there's a reason why it is. So I need to know why it is. Okay, Ajante, let's figure it out. <laughs> so, yeah. Philip, what's planned for the rest of your day and week? Are you actually going to get out on the road and do some shows? Uh, so, no, I actually had an audition today that went really, really well. So I'll probably have a show right after this one is done. Um, and I may not be coming home in November like I thought I was going to. But that's all right. Like, I'll be getting some money. And, but, um, yeah, for the rest of this week, I have, I have another audition tomorrow. And Danny and I are probably going to have to go out to dinner. And I'm meeting some friends out on Saturday. But tomorrow is supposed to be, like, 90-something degrees here, so I'm going to stay inside. 90? Does that mean it's going to be like 130 in Celsius or whatever it is? Uh, it's going to be like 27 in Celsius. Got it. Do you, <laughs> do you have your own friends yet? Um, Like, yes and no. Like, slowly but surely, I'm, like, catching on with people. Like, some people, I think, I you know you meet somebody, and you, like, you suss them out and see, like, if they are going to be long-term. Like, I'm old enough, to, no, I'm old enough now to realize who's going to stick around and who's not, or who's going to be beneficial to like me and my state of mind. Um, so like, I'm still filling it out for some people, but for the most part, I have like a couple of guys. I just need some girlfriends, man. I need some girls in my life so bad here. I have none. Me. Oh, I'll come. No, but it. you're not here. Yeah, <laughs> Just come live. That would be amazing. That'd be nice. Um, Alex, I think we'll probably be talking later. I'm sure we will. Yeah, I'm going to head out. I'm going out to run errands with mom. I had to cancel my bridal dress appointment today. Why? I had a meeting at one that I just needed to not bail on, even though I'm on vacation. And that meeting was over quick because you texted, you said it was, you texted me like 140 something. It was a presentation. Yeah. So I had to present on the center and I can't like not do that stuff at the moment. So, yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, Alex, I'll talk to you later. Philip. Go to sleep soon. Yeah.
Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm going to have to go to sleep. Uh, bye.